Welcome to the After the Run podcast, a community for those who want to lose the weight, feel great, and run hard. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen, just an ordinary dude that got really fat but finally decided to do something about it. Now I bring you a new episode each week with tips on how you can make small changes in your life that lead to huge changes in how you feel and act. I'm here to challenge you to take action now. Let's get started. Here's After the Run. Hey, it's Tyler, and welcome to another episode of After the Run. Uh, this episode is taking place during the run. Uh, for me, it's about a half hour after my last episode. <laughs> for you, it's probably a week later, uh, or maybe it's months, because I'm not necessarily doing all my episodes in order right now, so it could be any time. Oh, man. Anyhow, this episode, I'm going to talk about feasting, fasting, um, binging, and batching. <laughs> And I'm going to explain that. Um, let me start with that. Um, what is the place of feasting, fasting, binging, and batching in health, in nutrition, and in fitness? Um, is there a place? And the short answer to that is yes. But um, you need to be intentional. And you don't have to wait till the end of the episode on this. Here's the secret. I'm going to tell you the secret right now. For positive things you're doing to your body... And for negative things you're doing to your body, whether it's what you're eating or how you're exercising, um, what you need to make sure you're doing is that those things even out in a positive trajectory. So if you're picking out, you also need to have more time when you're not picking out. Um, if you're taking a break from exercise for a while, you need to make sure that most of the time in the not for a while, you are exercising. Um, let me go through each of these at a time. Now I am going to group feasting and binging together, and we'll start with that. Is there, is there a place for feasting and binging? I say a resounding yes. Um, last night I went out to eat with my wife, and we went to a fancy Italian restaurant, fancier than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> um, a little pricier than I thought it was going to be, but um, and it was comforting. It was totally comfort eating. Not for me, but for my wife. She had a hard week. She, she's an amazing person, and she's waiting to hear news on something, and she was stressed out just in the waiting. So she doesn't know if there's going to be a positive outcome or a neutral outcome. There's not going to be a negative outcome here, but she's just really anxious about something that she's trying to do and seeing if it's going to move forward. Well, guess what? I love my wife way more than I love you. <laughs> and I love you guys, but I love her way more. In fact, I love her way more than I love myself. And she asked me yesterday, hey, can we go out to a nice dinner? And I said, absolutely. Um, didn't even think about it. And so I took her out. And normally when we go out to eat on a normal dinner, we go out to eat um, once or twice a month, probably, just her and I. And when we normally go out to eat, we split an appetizer, and we split an entree, and we drink water. And that's our normal thing. We're totally full um, doing that. In fact, we usually have some leftovers, and, and that's what we do. Last night, we went to an Italian restaurant. We got their bread with oil and stuff that they put as an appetizer, and then we both ordered a huge entree. Um, she got a 
pesto gnocchi, which is amazing, even though I'm not a huge pesto fan, she is, but it was still really good, but it wasn't nearly as good as the one I got, mine was Terra Naza or something like that, I have no idea, but it was delicious, it was a Parmesan white sauce uh, with a spicy Italian sausage in it, and um, filet mignon medallions that were cooked perfectly, and then there were just different bell peppers and other vegetables and spinach and oh it was so good but i'm guessing my meal alone and i didn't finish the whole thing we took home leftovers we'll get a whole nother meal out of it but with what i ate i'm guessing i was really close without just drinking water um probably close to 2000 calories i mean it was a feast so um and I don't feel at all guilty. In fact, I'm kind of glad I did it because I have more energy for my run today. <laughs> I have all these, all this food in me that's saying, please exercise, get rid of me. So uh, if nothing else, maybe psychologically, I'm like, I need to work out harder today, um, which is good because it's pushing me a little bit. Now, that's not why we feast. There's different reasons for why we feast. But I would suggest that most of the time you feast that it should be for unselfish reasons. Um, so, for example, a few weeks ago we had Thanksgiving, and I had Thanksgiving, you're listening to this in the future. But think back to Thanksgiving. Why do we have a big meal for Thanksgiving? Well, one is because we look forward to this meal all year round. There are special dishes that we have in this meal that we don't usually have. Um, my family had an epic fail this year. We did not do cranberry sauce the like jellied kind and out of a can like my kids love that and i don't know what happened oh, i just slipped my mind i didn't get any but in thanksgiving we feast and why do we feast well we come together with a group of people to improve our relationships with those people to recognize uh the country we live in now if you're not in the united states you probably don't celebrate thanksgiving that would be kind of weird um but the reason we here in the united states think celebrate thanksgiving is to say that we're grateful for the freedoms we enjoy, we're grateful for the blessings we have by living in this country, and um, even without our country, anyone can give thanks for the people who went before and, and paved the way. And so, um, whether that's your ancestry or other people who build up your communities, there's a lot we can be grateful for. And I love Thanksgiving. Actually, it's my favorite holiday of the year, um, for a number of reasons I won't get into now. But... Part of the reason people get together for Thanksgiving is they want to celebrate socially. They want to celebrate with other people. And it's not just about giving thanks. For some people, it's just about watching football. For other people, it's just about having a big meal. For other people, it's just about not going to work for a few days. And guess what? All of those things can be good things. <laughs> and so feasting certainly has a place. Now, the a negative consequence of feasting when it comes to health and fitness is it does set you back a little bit. Um, if you eat a normal Thanksgiving dinner, you are going to gain a few pounds. That's just how it is. Now, you don't have to. I did an experiment this year where I had just one plate of food for Thanksgiving and one plate of dessert. And over the week of Thanksgiving, I lost two pounds. Um, so it's possible to still enjoy Thanksgiving. Guess what? Not a single person in my extended family noticed that I ate less than I normally do. Nobody pointed it out to me. Nobody was like, whoa, Tyler, how come you're not eating food this year? Um, no one noticed. Uh, because I still took food. I still ate it. I took my time with it. I still enjoyed visiting with others. And that's an awesome way to feast, actually. I did eat more than I normally do. 
Um, but it was great. And I improved relationships. I stayed around. We were some of the last ones to leave. I hope we weren't a nuisance. <laughs> but we wanted to visit with cousins that I don't see any other time during the year and with aunts and uncles. And it was a great time. So when it comes to feasting, I say absolutely there's a time and a place for it. What you have to do, though, is compensate. For every feast or every binge, uh, when you're doing that, you need to say, okay, I had my fun. Now how am I going to make a plan to undo the damage? Uh, and you don't necessarily have to do it right away. You don't have to get out the day after Thanksgiving and run a marathon. Um, but you should have a plan for... Okay, I ate a little more than I usually do this week. Maybe I'm going to exercise a little more than I usually do. Or maybe I'm going to be uh, a little more conscious about what I'm drinking this week or whatever. So I have a plan for feasting. Um, and I'm, I'm sticking binging in there too. Now, feasting and binging, the reason there's different words for that is um, there are different actions associated with that. Usually when we say feasting, we're talking about food specifically. Uh, and with binging, it could be food, but it could also be that I'm listening to 50 podcast episodes today, or doing some other thing. Same principle applies here. When you're binging, when you're consuming a lot of something, that's okay. Uh, in fact, many cases, um, contrary to what feasting does, binging sometimes can be really productive. You can be learning a ton. You could be producing a lot of something um, that is positive. And so, but even with that, you need to recognize that you can't maintain that. And so have a plan for scaling down or ending that. Okay? So, again, this is the key, and this is the place in health and fitness. For whatever you do, make sure that you have a plan uh, to balance it out. And that usually comes through consistency, and I'm going to talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, so we've talked about feasting. Let's talk about fasting for a while. Um, I used to eat, like seven small meals a day. And a lot of people still recommend this, um, and it might work for you. Um, same principles apply here um, with feasting and balancing things out. Um, what I have found with health and fitness is you find what works for your body, and there are certain practices that are proven through research. And so certainly consider those things, but at the end of the day, you have to find what works for you. And guess what doesn't work for me? eating all the time. That's how I gained weight. <laughs> um, and so eating seven small meals a day leads to eating 20 small meals a day or, or eating five small meals a day or whatever. That just doesn't work for me. And surprisingly, the opposite does. Um, I practice now intermittent fasting. I have a separate episode on this. But what that means, just in a nutshell, is I don't eat breakfast. I go a fasting period. A fasting period is a time where you don't eat food. You still drink. Um, but I go from typically from 7 p.m. till 11:30 a.m. with no food, and then I eat one meal at lunch and one meal at dinner, and most days I have zero snacks. Um, I have started snacking probably two nights a week, or I'll have popcorn with my family or some other kind of snack. Now. Why do I do this? I'm talking about fasting or famine. Um, well, there's a ton of benefits to fasting. One is that it gives your body a, a chance to get in a fat-burning state. The fasting state is where you burn more calories and you burn more fat. So there's a lot of health benefits. And uh, I'll link to my episode on um, intermittent fasting in the show notes on the book. 
but um, also it helps purge your body of stuff. And so when people do cleanses or long-term fast, it's getting everything bad out of your body. Um, I recommend uh, one of the best things you can do for your health is at the very least uh, a few times a year, go at least a few weeks, two or more weeks with no added sugar. Um, and do the same thing with processed foods. It, you're going to see huge benefits by just getting sugar out of your system. The reason I can now regularly fast and just eat two meals a day is because I am less hungry than I've ever been in my entire life. Um, eating only two meals a day, this doesn't seem to make sense. Logically, this makes no sense. Uh, that by eating less, my meals are smaller, and I only have two of them, but I'm not hungry. Even though I'm still a big guy, I'm still 220 pounds right now. Um, how can I do it? Well, the things that I'm eating are things that don't um, addict me to more food. Uh, so I'm not having processed foods. I'm not having added sugar. I'm even natural sugars, like in fruit. Um, I've cut most of that out of my diet because that makes me hungry. And so breads, um, any kind of, well, not any kind, most desserts and things like that, by cutting those out of my diet, I'm not hungry anymore. And the food I do have tastes amazing. Uh, I have another episode where I talked about salads. And, man, I love salad now. I've hated salad all my life. Um, but I love it now because it tastes better. It honestly tastes better. And the reason it tastes better, well, there's a lot of things. But... Um, a big part of it is because what I'm not eating when I'm eating salad is not making me hungry for other things. So, um, there's that. So when it comes to fasting and famine, there's a place for that. Now, um, that's the short-term benefits. There's health benefits. But also, again, we're talking about balancing things out. So when you're thinking about your own health, are there times when you can go without something? I'm going to try. I've been trying hard things all year long. But I'm going to try a really hard thing this month. Um, I lost weight over Halloween. I lost weight over Thanksgiving. Christmas is the one that is scaring me to death. Now, the good news is I have a Christmas break, so I have more time to exercise. And so I think just putting in the extra exercise can counteract some things. But I want to prove to myself that I can go a few days over the hardest time of the year to avoid sweets with not eating sweets. So I have the goal, at least for Christmas Eve day and Christmas day, to eat no added sugar. I know it's possible. I have friends that don't eat, eat sugar ever. Um, but for me, this is like a monumental challenge. This is a fast that I think, even though I do it all the rest of the year, no problem, over Christmas it's going to be difficult. Now, I talked about balancing things out. I don't want my family to suffer. Um, in a, another episode, I talk about why you should give your kids candy uh, and eat pizza and stuff like that. And part of the reason I suggest that is because you should live life. Um, when you live a deprivation lifestyle where you're different from everyone else, that leads to yo-yoing. Uh, and I don't think it's a good idea or very healthy. Um, also, you're kind of a jerk <laughs> if you are eating a special diet and rubbing it in people's faces that, oh, no, I never eat this or I never do that. There are some legitimate things, like if you don't drink alcohol, that's socially acceptable and actually a good idea. And when you say, oh, I don't drink alcohol, most people are pretty cool with that. You're not a jerk for saying that. But if there's things that you aren't morally against consuming or things like that, um, but you're just doing it for 
selfish reasons, even if those selfish reasons are good reasons, you have to be careful with that. So with Christmas, um, I'm going to go without sugar on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Now, I want to make this as uninterruptive for the rest of my family as possible. So I'm still going to accept treats from people. Um, and I am still going to share treats with my kids and my family. Um, I'll still make my famous fudge. I'm really good at fudge. <laughs> so I will make that. I'm even considering my students at school have been begging me to make them chili. Um, and I might... Now, if my students are listening to this in the future and I didn't do it, I still love you. I have other plans for how to surprise you for Christmas and show that I love you. Um, but it might not be food. <laughs> okay? But, so here's my plan. When it comes to famine, there's an opposite too. When it comes to fasting, there's an opposite too. And there's a balance to that. I guess I shouldn't say opposite. There's a balance to that. And for me, it's that I still participate... Um, I don't have to consume everything, and in this case, I'm not going to consume any of the added sugar. But a few days later, am I going to eat some of that sugar? Absolutely. I want those orange sticks so bad, and my orange chocolate. I don't know what it is about orange with chocolate, but it's so good. Uh, and so I'm going to have that at some point. Um, I might decide that I don't want to have any sugar until after New Year's, and so I might have to wait a week or two. Can I do that? Yes, I know I can. I did it for Halloween. Uh, and I still was able to consume Halloween candy. I just did it a week later and consumed a lot less of it. And I can do the same thing for Christmas. So you can balance things out. Finally, when it comes to balancing things out, that leads us to the last part of this podcast episode. I want to talk about batching. Now, batching is something that I don't normally think about when it comes to health and wellness. I think about it when it comes to other things, like, for example, creating these podcast episodes. Um, I'm launching my podcast in January 2019, but I'm creating a bunch of the episodes now. I've probably already created about 20. I hope to create another 20 by the beginning of the year. And then I'm only going to roll them out once a week. So I'll have most of my episodes for the whole year created before the year even starts. Why do I do that? Well, one, because my schedule demands it. I have a full-time job and several part-time jobs. So I don't have a lot of time to be podcasting every day and making YouTube videos every day and blogging every day. Um, but this is something that has value for me, that I'm learning as I do it. I feel like I have value to give to the world, and so I'm creating it for you. Um, and so this is a goal that I'm really behind, but I have to batch in order, in order to accomplish things. So with creating the podcast episodes right now, um, on these long runs, that's why today I'm creating four episodes. I'm stopping every few miles of my run and recording another episode. And part of the reason is just logistics. I want to get it done. I want to get a bunch of episodes out. I have a bunch of ideas right now, and I don't want to sit on those. I want to take action. And batching is really good for taking action. Uh, now, when it comes to the podcast and my other channels, uh, there are other tasks. Total that... distance, nine miles. Total time, two hours and 40 seconds. Split pace, 19 minutes, 10 seconds per mile. Sorry about that. I've been walking for a mile again, so <laughs> I guess that means I need to start wrapping things up. Um, but as I was saying, I'm batching other things. So, like, I need to make thumbnails uh, for the podcast episodes uh, and for the YouTube uh, episodes and for the blog posts. And I'm going to just do all those in one day. Um, last night, I stayed up for a few hours and built the website. Um, last week, I got the domain and and other things, and last night, I looked at 
30 or 40 different uh, health and wellness blogs. I got all my ideas and I pulled a late night and I built my website and I, I built the basic structure and I set up a few things. Um, I'll have another day in the future where I do all my social media channels and set up my Twitter and Instagram and everything. Um, batching is really efficient. When you do similar tasks and can do them all together, you can accomplish a lot more. Um, and so this ties in really well with the feasting and famine because this is a way of having balance uh, without having balance. It's by doing a lot at a particular time so you, you can do other things and fill in those gaps. Now, how does this tie into health and wellness? Well, when it comes to setting goals, I found that batching works really well. Um, when I set really big goals, sometimes I just want to work really, really hard on one goal till I accomplish it. And, and this is a really key to this whole episode, is when it comes to your health and wellness, there are certain things that are goals that you can accomplish and check it off a list. When you have those things, feasting and famine and batching make a lot of sense. Um, when I want to run a marathon, I'm going to batch my workouts, I'm going to set up a training schedule, and I'm going to map out every day what to do, and it's going to be different from the rest of the year, and it's probably going to be more intense than the rest of the year. That's what batching is. And then there's going to be a time of fasting or famine after the marathon's completed where I'm not doing intense training, where I am backing off. I might not even run at all for a little while. Uh, and that's healthy, and that's balancing things out. So when it comes to things that you can check off a list, um, go ahead, do feast and famine, do batching, and you're going to have a lot of success. However, and this is the key, for the rest of the time, especially when it comes to your health, and your health is important, with anything important in your life, something that you can't check off a list and say, I just want to be healthy. When it comes to important things, you need to be consistent. You need to do the right thing most of the time. You need to have a plan for that, and you need to stick to your plan. Now, are you going to have days where you mess up? Absolutely, and it's okay to mess up. Um, you need to have a plan to get back on track, though. So if you have a bad week or a bad month, you need to have a plan to get back on track. Now, there's a lot of things that can help you with that. Having accountability partners is going to help a lot. Um, having removing temptations is going to help a lot. Having positive rewards for accomplishing things is going to help a lot. But when it comes to lifestyle, you need to have a plan. So as you're thinking about your New Year's resolutions, as you're thinking about how to get your life back on track, how to hit your health and fitness goals, you need to have a plan. So the message here on feasting, famine, um, something else, and batching. I can't remember what else the, the other thing was. Anyhow, the, the key here is have a plan and then allow yourself to do those things and take advantage of the feasting. Take advantage of the fasting. Uh, you'll be glad you did. Have a great day. I'll talk to you again, like in a half hour for me, but in a week for you. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening to After the Run. These episodes are raw and unedited. If you'd like to provide feedback on the show, ask questions, or suggest topics you'd like to hear more about in the future, please visit our website, www.aftertherun.com.